Welcome to VLGA Connect. My name is Catherine Arndt and I'm the Chief of the VLGA Connect Studio. I hope you enjoy today's Connect episode brought to you by the VLGA, the national broadcaster on all things local government. Hi everyone and welcome to another edition of VLGA Connect and a special episode today. We're going to dig into the science and the art of deliberation because there's a fabulous new resource out there uh, thanks to some friends of local government that we've uh, worked with and many of you would have. I'm delighted to have Keith Greaves and Nicole Hunter with me, co-founders and directors of Mosaic Lab. Hello Keith. G'day Chris, how are you? Good to see you. Well thank you and hello Nicole. Hi Chris. And, and Nicole, I think you also carry the title of Managing Director of Mosaic Lab, is that right? I do. I do. It sounds important. It does. It does. We it don't know. Like... We just say, just ask her. She'll tell you. It sounds like a big responsibility. We should mention, of course, uh, we've done some work in the past with Kimbra as well, who's part of the team there. Uh, but we thought we'd uh, put you two on the, uh, on the hotspot today. Now, uh, tell me about Facilitating Deliberation, a practical guide. This is uh, being described as the big book of deliberation. Why do we need a book like this? Keith? Gosh, um, I think the, the first reason for us, Chris, was we've learned so much by making lots of mistakes over the last 10 years um, that we thought we should share that knowledge and understanding. And, and I'm sure Nick will um, remind us of the, the moment when we kind of wish we had our hands on something like this when we started out on this journey. So we've kind of done it. Bottom line, Chris, in the spirit of sharing, this is really complex stuff. Uh, we wanted to share what we know. Hopefully people will take it, improve it, help us get better with, with our practice as we move forward together. So, Nicole, what was that moment where you thought we really need to capture this in a book? There was this moment, Chris, back in 2014 when we were invited to do to facilitate the City of Melbourne's 10-year financial plan process. And it was one of the first big deliberations, particularly at a local government level. And uh, we hadn't run one before. And a colleague of ours kindly shared the first couple of days of her run sheets. Oh. And then we were on our own. And we kind of made it up from there. Oh. <laughs> and, uh, and it was like, well, wouldn't it be good if there was a manual? And, you know, that's nearly, what, eight years ago. And, and so much has changed in the space. So many local government areas have tried deliberation in many different forms. So we just learnt a lot and we wanted to highlight a bit the role of facilitator as well, just sort of just um, hone in on that craft a bit. So, yeah, it was an opportunity to leave a legacy, an artefact of the time. <laughs> so um, I know personally because I've done some work with your, your team in my local government career prior to LGA 2020 coming in, but it, of course, put the spotlight on deliberative engagement how significant a development was that for the for the craft that you're involved with 24 7 yeah that was super significant that um shifted the context in victoria massively there were lots of people looking at doing similar things you know council plan community vision asset financial plans so it it elevated the activity in this space and created a great opportunity to trial different approaches, look at short form and long form. And so it really created a pool of really great opportunity to 
teach a whole heap of people about this process, let alone do it in action. And we've got all these people now in Victoria that have been participants of it. There's something like 56,000 hours of participants that have been involved in deliberations for the last 10, nearly eight to 10 years. So that, you know, pool of active citizens is now this amazing resource for local governments and other governments to kind of tap into. So is this a guide for local government or is it broader than that? Oh, it's definitely um, broader. It's anybody dealing with any matter of complexity within the work they do. Uh, uh, certainly it's focused on mostly the lessons learned through our big deliberative processes, but we would apply these to any circumstance where we're working. And uh, right back, Chris, to probably four or five years before the Act changed, we were working together and applying this had these extraordinary experiences. And I think, Chris, the work we did at Hobson's Bay was one of the first places we applied our research on critical thinking. And we all remember standing in the room going, oh, my God, this is working. They're asking really different questions. They're thinking really differently. Gosh, quick, note it down, figure out what's happening. (laughs) So so there's been a long journey leading up to the Act. but, But also, I think since the Act has happened, there's people watching this all over the world. And I think we're still kind of coming to grips with that. It's so unique. You know, we have the Primo Act for the water sector about the price of what we pay for water in Victoria. They've been at this probably four or five years ahead of local governments. Same community, you know, same communities, but now the local governments are in there too. So we're increasing this legislative environment for this, get people involved in big, complex stuff. And I think that's going to have um, parameters or you know, a ripple effect onto many, many sectors. And we, we've talked a bit about the Victorian context, but what about broader around Australia? Because I'm sure you work beyond the state borders as well. Are they in the same sort of uh, uh, position of needing this this guidance? So, uh, yeah, the short answer is yes. Yeah. And Victoria's pretty unique because of... Primo and the Local Government Act, right. it's just created an environment where there's way, way more has happened and it's really elevated engagement with communities more generally across Victoria. And I think the other states have been looking on with a little bit of FOMO <laughs> and a little bit of um, uh, kind of like wondering, curiosity about what change that's made. So I, I, I truly think Victoria's got a great leadership opportunity here and yes it is happening in other states just hasn't happened to the same extent so there are things around electricity distribution there are things around water there are things around um sort of you know major um decisions around legislation for waste those sorts of things that have happened in other states but not to the same extent that's happened in victoria so tell us about the book itself what can we expect from it how how will it be used or, or how do you hope it will be used there's, uh, I'll talk to the, what I said at the start about the lessons learned and Nick, you probably give us more of a sense of the structure as well in the book. But the, what we did do, and I wasn't joking when I said all the errors we made along the way and the lessons we learned. And we actually said, you know, we should publish that, you know, lessons learned. And let's be really candid about it. So you'll see throughout the book. And I'm sure it wouldn't take people long to find, oh, that must have been that project. We're pretty open about what happened and what went wrong and what was the insight and what was the action we took as a consequence. And these shaped the way we developed our processes and steps over many iterations as we progressed over the years. 
So, so the lessons learned are highlighted throughout the book at all stages, the planning, the doing, the, the when you're in the thick of it, you know, the, the kind of post-completion phase. They're really a core insight and something we wanted to make a, a real feature of. And so you'll see it, they're really strong pop-outs with headlines on it, little side notes saying, remember to do this or be careful of that, you know. And they're a kind of goal that we kind of discovered along the way while we were rewriting our thoughts and setting it out uh, in this format. So just before we do get into the structure, Nicole, Keith, you, you make it sound like you might have a few battle scars. Have you have you had some actual <laughs> failures along the way that you've learned from? Oh, wow, gosh. Uh, yeah, heaps. <laughs> I don't know where you'd start with that. Um, where would I start? I think, um, I think uh, maybe some underestimating of what people are capable of would be a common theme earlier on. And I think we're always pretty generous about what participants are capable of doing. But but we we had to, we learned early in the process that we could go harder, you know, we could expect more, we could do more with participants. They were there and willing to take on the challenge and make it a really serious opportunity. So so very quickly kind of turning that tables from let's let's really dramatically reduce the talking at people give them the dialogue or the information that they need, allow them the space to get into that and digest it and work very differently with so-called experts or people who do have a, you know, um, um, a higher level of experience in a certain area, but really allow that exchange and dialogue to take place and, and kind of defend that at every opportunity. So I think that was a very quick lesson we learned and started getting into every facet of the work that we did. So Nicole, in terms of the, the way the book's structured, how do you expect it will be used? Yeah, so I think the main thing is that it's a resource for facilitators. So, I mean, that's it. we've focused on, on that, that particular role. So we hope that people who might facilitate even meetings, even if it's not a deliberation, if you're wanting to run a really good meeting, there's some good tools in here that anybody could use. You can take bits out and use them in part. It's also for um, anybody who might be auspicing a deliberation, so a decision maker in an organisation, your CEO, your mayors, your councillors, et cetera. It's got some useful stuff at the front end about what you need to do, what your responsibilities are, what your considerations might need to be. Uh, so practitioners, decision makers, both of those we hope might pick it up and, and kind of thumb through it. It is a guide. So it helps you at the back. There are things like mock run sheets. There's timelines that help you map out how long this thing might take to plan. You know, there's a whole heap of practical stuff in there. So we hope it's used at the practical end and gets really dog-eared and you know, sticky noted and those sorts of things so people can use it. So as we've established, it's been in development for a while. Keith, there's a section in there about uh, online deliberation and uh, obviously a nod to uh, what COVID-19 has done to the world of deliberation. How different is this book now as a result of that? Yeah, it's a great question, Chris. Yeah, completely different. I mean, uh, like everyone going into COVID, we had to pivot pretty quick. Um, we had a number of panels that were on the horizon, maybe, Nick, about 14, I think, 14 or 15 panels, big panels, you know, multi-day processes over months and months and hundreds and hundreds of people. And, um, you know, if you'd have asked us back then, we would have said, this isn't going to work. You know, we, we, we have experimented a little bit online, 
But, you know, like all of us, we would no choice. So we learned more in the last two and a half years than we did in the first seven and a half years of doing it. And what we found unexpectedly is you still have to work at your methods, your process. And we've tried to align those in the book to say, well, this is how you do it online. This is consideration from face to face. And really on the back end of it now where we are is saying, well, it's not one or the other. It's both. You know, that, that actually there are processes we do online that are enormously more effective uh, than being in the room, particularly for accessing data or helping people feel relaxed or or making it accessible for people to actually join in in the first place. We've seen some extraordinary characters. Um, Nick always reminds me, we've had people on dialysis running on these uh, conversations or, or single parents that it's not a chance they'd be able to leave. People who've just given birth joining in on this stuff so an extra it's opened up an extraordinary world it feels fairer more open to the conversation but also much deeper i've seen best group work i've ever seen in over 20 years of doing this work uh, mm. online you know really focused very serious very supported uh, amazing really transformative for the work we do and i and i would say chris now we would weave both online and face-to-face together for a process that it's not, you've got to kind of remember, I think habitually face-to-face we go, yeah, we should all get back to that. But it is, it does actually exclude people and there are some processes that aren't as good mm. face-to-face as they are online. And ditto, online excludes mm. people and there aren't there are processes online that don't work. So, so we've looked at how do we weave these two things together so you can use both mediums really well for a process. So um, one of the comments I read in uh, the description of this book is it's full of insider secrets and authentic lessons learned. Have you considered the possibility that you're actually equipping your your competition in the facilitation (laughs) space with this how-to guide? Oh, we are. um, (laughs) We we do know that. We don't. We don't mind. Um, There aren't. There aren't actually loads and loads of facilitators out there who Mm. deliver deliberations. Um, and we need more of them in 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 Australia, in the world. Um, I mean, really, we believe that this is about kind of building the capacity of the sector rather than, you know, we have an abundance mentality, I guess, Chris, rather than a scarcity mentality. Um, yeah, and I just think that there's there's huge possibilities of of sharing it in many different forms, not just deliberation. So we share, we share a lot. We like to. <laughs> And I think um, I'd add to that, the, you know, it's kind of the more people understand about this, the actually the better we can collaborate. You know, we, it has to be, it's not about us dropping in and going, right, Chris, you know, here's your 10 things to do. You stand back. We got this. We can't, we have to work together. So, so the more transparent we can be about the challenge that, that we're all facing and work collaboratively and iteratively in this space, it can only be a good thing. I didn't flag that question with you ahead of time because it just occurred to me while we were talking, but you answered it exactly as I expected you would. Well done. Um, how does it feel, you, uh, Nicole, Keith, and uh, your colleague, Kimbra, to have your name on the cover of a book and to be published authors officially? It's crazy. It's kind of, you know, my mum has this up on her, like, coffee table just for anyone to see. Yes, she wrote I'm very proud. Um, it is pretty cool. It's very exciting. It's... um. You know, it took us about two and a half, three years to get this down. And and if anybody tells you that 
writing a book is easy. Like writing a book, writing the words is easy. It's the editing that almost kills yeah. you. So that took two years. Um, <laughs> so, you know, it's it's kind of, it kind of pulled blood, sweat and tears out of us, but it's super exciting and it's pretty and I like to share it and, you know, all that sort of stuff. So for me, I was, it, it was, um, we were uh, quite emotional when we launched it because, um, uh, we sent it out to our, our, our heroes around the world, you know, uh, and like we really dork out on this stuff, you know, and we're part of an international group called Democracy R&D. And we're, we worked for two years just to get in knocking at the door on this research group because we're practice researchers. We like to share and learn and publish our practice as we go. And so we're very excited to be with them. We met all our all our icons in the field, you know, internationally, everywhere. We got involved in all sorts of things in the last couple of years. And then we thought, well, maybe we could send them the book and see what they thought about it. And to, and that felt really vulnerable, you know. But then when we had the likes of Oliver Escobar and others coming back to us and saying what they said was just amazing, you know. Like it was it was kind of embarrassing because you tend to sit back a bit as facilitators. So you kind of had to step in and graciously accept it. And at the launch, we had um, Art O'Leary, who we've never had the pleasure of working with Art, but he'd heard Art O'Leary, of course, from, from Ireland and the constitutional work that it there. It's like, an, like a, an icon for us, you know. And he instantly said, yeah, I'd be absolutely delighted to come along and chair and help promote. And, and uh, that's a great relationship we've started now. But, but I, I think that has been extraordinary. And we can see the book the book gets sold automatically, you know, uh, and off it goes. And it, it's gone all over the world at this stage, which yeah. kind of, I did not expect. You know, exactly. so. No, we didn't expect it at all. We thought it would just be a little burst and then it would just yeah. be there. Several copies to our family, you know, <laughs> one free one to everyone on the team. <laughs> well, I, I, for one, am not surprised. Uh, well done. So uh, it, it, just to, to uh, that point you just made, uh, Keith, it is available digitally as well as in hard copy. And if it people is. Uh, watching and listening to this would like to find out more about it, how, how do you find it? Is it in stores or is it only online? <laughs> I, we, we want to say it's in all good books. Yeah. Stores, but we just haven't quite got there yet. No, it's just it's just go to our website, um, mosaiclab.com.au, and it's 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 there. And there is actually a whole heap of additional resources you can freely access, even if you don't want to buy the book mm -hmm. on yeah. our website. We have a whole hub dedicated to deliberation resources. So you know, there's lots of stuff on there that we, we do like to give away. It's one day we'll be in all good bookstores, Chris, I promise. <laughs> We've been told it was on a couple of reading lists now at universities and in, in, oh. in uh, Edinburgh and other places. And we're like, oh, wow, that's exciting. You know, that so. is exciting. Yes, you've, you've so definitely nice. made it. Definitely made it. All right. Thank you. Great to talk with you. Always good to see you and to um, find out about this massive step forward in uh, in deliberation, the big book of facilitating deliberation. It's called Congratulations, Nicole. Congratulations, Keith. And thanks for coming on VLGA Connect. Thanks, Thank Chris. You.